this broadcast is coming to you from the year 2040. Uh, mm. Canada welcomes 2 million immigrants every year. <laughs> Almost everyone lives in densified large cities and uses public transportation because combustion engines are banned and electric vehicles cost a fortune. No Ooh. one owns much, but everyone is happy. Could Ooh. you imagine a more sick, Woo! a more twisted dystopia than the one where everyone is, is happy? Ending, ending that, like trying to create a dystopic future. And then being like, but everyone's happy. Like, nobody did that before. Like, I think that's genius. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a new take. Yeah, he's starting a trend. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I, I think sci-fi. he's going for, like, a sort of, like, communist, like, oh, group think. Like, everyone's happy because they're told to be happy or whatever. But yeah, anyway, but folks, you okay. should say hello. Welcome yeah, to the Dean, show. what is this? Uh, Maxime Bernier <laughs> uh, tweeted that out uh, for you guys hearing this, like, three or four days ago now. But I've I've just been obsessed with this tweet. I'm thinking about it uh, ever since, mainly because, you know, it's it's one of those classic, like, a conservative imagines their worst nightmare. And it's just like the coolest thing you could ever imagine. <laughs> like, it's just like a, a, a beautiful utopia, like, you know, uh, the lawyer from Springfield imagining everyone holding hands. Yeah, <laughs> like you, you could read like if, if I wanted to, if I wanted to be that guy, we could say like, oh, like, you know, this is just evidence that like. Uh, the the cornerstone of conservative thought, like the cruelty is the point. The idea of everyone being happy in and of itself is terrifying for this man, mm-hmm. which I I agree with. I imagine that's true, but that is still, you know, a little annoying to say. But yeah, uh, it's hard. I would sacrifice so many goats if we were welcoming <laughs> two million immigrants every day. Like, I can't imagine a better world than that one. But Two million anyway. immigrants are coming in every day, each of them being serviced by my wife. I am there watching <laughs> in my little cage with a cage on my pecker. My name is Pierre Polyev, and I'm the last resistance fighter. Or it's Maxime Bernier. Oh, yeah. yeah they honestly Max- blend together. They're both like French conservatives who look just kind of like Maxime looks like an older version of Pierre. Like you can see what he's going to age Wait, into. Wait, is Pierre Polyev French or does he just have a French name? Yeah, he just Polyev. has a French name. Well, yeah, that's every French person. I don't even. Sorry. Yeah. Are they really that's what French? Distinguishes they... Yeah, they all have French names. Here's the deal. Uh, I can't verify if they're speaking French or not because I don't well, speak French. None of so... them are French. They're not from France. So, <laughs> so they're from New so... France. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm an old school New France settler. You know, I like to keep it 100. I like to keep it. What is 100? Peace news, I think. Fromage. Okay. All right. Okay. If you go to Pierre Polyvay's, like, it's a Wikipedia page, I was trying to find out where he's born, but it just, like, lists all these very personal details about his family. Like, his mom was a teen mom. I, oh, he was raised in, in <laughs> Calgary. So he's not French, but uh, he's Irish. He's Irish Canadian. Oh, my God. Poly- yeah. Yeah. Poly- that, that is, like, now I, I didn't really take him seriously until That's this cool. moment where, like, he is he is like French and Irish at the same time. That's a very powerful combination. No, he's doing the same. Yeah, jo- he's doing the like, Joe Biden thing. Like Joe Biden's not actually maybe there's... Irish. <laughs> <laughs> this is his pivot. Maybe there's no French in his like blood at all. It's just like his mom was just like a Francaboo or something. It could oh, be yeah. that he really thinks that the people of Quebec are that dumb that they will just vote for him if he has a French name. Like his real name is like Mark Jacobs or something. 
think it's like a <laughs> yeah, pen name? Yeah, it's Mark Jacobs. Yeah, great song. Shout out Riff Raff. Uh, no, it would make sense. I could see Pierre's mother being really into like French dudes, especially since she was a teenager. So she probably had sex with like a 75-year-old French man. And it was like, they were like a poster for like the most normal relationship in France. They're like, this is yeah. what we are striving for. This is girl. She is 13. This man is 75. This is the smallest age gap in recorded history. <laughs> Dean, Dean, you're... Wait, we were supposed to be making fun of Maxime Bernier. Yeah, well, that's, what I was, off course. that's what I was going to say. Dean, did, did Maxime get dunked on for that tweet? Or did it just like... I don't know, flounder and everyone's um, like, I, oh yeah. I only really like the the takes I saw on it were basically just like riffing on the fact that like what he's describing uh would be a marked improvement on life in like basically every regard. Yeah. Uh and uh <laughs> just how, how funny it is that again, the the worst nightmare of a conservative is the wildest dream of any listener of this program. <laughs> but Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think I think the, the everyone being happy thing, like I said, I think that's genius. I think it's turning the genre of sci-fi on its head. Mm. Like imagine Blade Runner, but everyone's happy, you know? Yeah. Okay. Sounds like terrible all he me. also really describes is that we live in cities and they're car free cities. Like <laughs> yeah, that's positive. Changed, really. Like what yeah. literally what part of it was supposed to be the negative? I guess the like, negative sure, is not Like sure if you want to live in a rural anything. area, but like Car-free society is like my dream. I yeah, I don't understand. Well, it's okay. just, like it's it's anyway. race baiting, right? Because like large urban city for like the average Canadian voter means a place where I'm going to encounter black like China? people. China, mm. yeah. Uh, oh, I feel like he was trying to like invoke like Soviet Russia or China or uh, something. I have to dispute your point. If we didn't have cars, what would needlessly run over small children in like a tragic moment that forever alters the lives? Yeah, of everyone I involved? actually. To get on my into car thing here for a second, like so many people at Western University have been killed by cars mm-hmm. in the past few years that I feel like this needs to be some sort of wake up call. Nobody's Speed talking about bike on bike crime. Way too high. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Thirteen <laughs> percent of all of all crimes I'm done just saying, by nobody's uh, talking about bike on bike of all vehicles, which is bikes. That's like that's like the tweet that's like it's so sad when like a bike and a car get in an accident because the bike always loses. Doesn't have to be true. We can both lose. And it's a bike with a propane canister like strapped yeah. to it. Yeah, that's a good one. We need more yeah. defense for bikes. Also, I think- Dean, you are right. That post would be race baiting in a car free world because we ain't certainly going to have no races anymore. Huh? <laughs> that's right. Ladies, well, I was just thinking, like, uh, imagine how much more special going to NASCAR would be if those were like the only cars in oh, the in state. captivity. Yeah, right. Yeah. Cool. It's like it's like they, they've been like the same way. Like you could only see elephants in zoos. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, you to to go see like the new like F one fifty Bronco, you have to yeah. go to the the car show and ask if the girl comes with it. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, I That's like the so idea sick. of us commodifying cars to the point where they're so scarce that would r- really give NASCAR a shot in the arm because they've fallen on hard times ever since mm-hmm. the death of Dale Earnhardt. Who yeah, well, the, know, like yeah, they they lost Dale, and then like you know, uh, Brandon happened to them. That mm-hmm. was terrible. That was the, uh, col- the the touchstone of this this cultural movement. That's true. Yeah, that's that's it's, all. Yeah, when when the when the the dust is settled and uh, America's fully fallen into ruin, the only thing we will remember of the NASCAR is "Let's Go Brandon." 
pretty rough. Did I ever tell you about how I got a guy so riled up because I insisted Dale Earnhardt was a vowed communist? (laughs) Like, I got a guy so angry at me online. I just kept insisting that Dale Earnhardt died before he could, uh, you know, finish his communist (laughs) manifesto. Like, this guy was, like, screaming at me. This was, like, 2014. I would have been... Yeah, like... Was this in real life or online? Oh, no, on Twitter. I was, like, 20 years old, and I just found some guy that was, like, emotionally unstable who loved NASCAR and was really racist. I was like, you know, Dale Earnhardt was a communist, and that's why they killed him? (laughs) The great left turn over. forward. The great left turn forward. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Nailing it. But, yeah, until the Earnhardt estate sues me for defamation or slander, I will continue to insist that Dale Earnhardt was the most based communist to have ever lived. And, well, Dale uh, definitely did slam her. I'll tell you that. Yeah, there you go. Uh, he was killed in a motor vehicle accident for our <laughs> listeners who are about <laughs> who have no years idea old. what we're talking I don't even, about. I don't actually know who you are talking about. I have no, idea. I have no uh, reference. And again, he was all. killed in February 2001, about 11 months or not eight, seven months before 9 11, which, you know, you yeah. can put two and two together there. Uh, and he was a race car driver. Okay. So you and the rest of our 10-year-old audience who were born in 2011 <laughs> are on the same page. You're really, honestly, in many ways, you're the audience stand-in for this podcast. You serve the most valuable purpose. We can lore dump on you. <laughs> of not understanding <laughs> right. yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> so, then we can tell instead of show. Should, should we maybe move on to something a, a little closer to home? Sort of as close to home as we like to get. Uh, yeah. And uh, Chance, would you would you like to walk us through what's happening at the Hillier Estate recently? I would, I would love to do the <laughs> honors here. Um, so Randy Hillier has really been in the news lately for quite a few things. And I'm going to go through it chronologically um, because it's a lot and it's happened over the last three weeks or so. And we really haven't been able to talk about it. Um, so if you remember the coverage of the freedom convoy in ottawa a classic a really fun romp for everyone who was there um cops had a good time people had a good time uh we were shocked that nothing was happening to randy hillier because he was literally posting like that the jerry cans they were sending were similar to the bombs that they were striking in uh pakistan i think Mm -hmm. um as if he was like a freedom fighter (laughs) and his jerry cans that he was giving to the truckers were similar to you know air are there bombs going off in pakistan right now is that something that i don't, I, know. I don't know about and he does uh, i'm doing it i'm i'm doing it chronologically but it's also <laughs> this is me paraphrasing so oh, uh, i see gotcha <laughs> <laughs> sometimes for chance paraphrasing is lying a little bit but that's okay well, he did show like shells like no, airstrike I, shells kidding. i just have no fucking idea where they were for or what the context was but essentially what he was saying is that you know the the convoy was a bunch of freedom fighters and that they were mm. using ammunition which was gasoline to fight against tyranny which was mask <laughs> mandates yeah. mm-hmm. and by fighting Correct. he means just running their idling their truck in the middle of downtown and having barbecues yeah <laughs> yeah and and you know being in war is just having barbecues well it's pretty much it's just hanging out with your friends and mm-hmm. making the people you don't like mad Watching, getting your children to watch you throw up in the street downtown <laughs> Ottawa is uh, <laughs> is freedom fighting. So yeah, then he this was this one was crazy. He tweeted himself a video 
uh, that somebody else took, like a bystander took, of him taking one of the barricades that was set up on the very first day and pushing it over, <laughs> which is like really <laughs> illegal for everybody except for, I guess, him. Like for him, it was fine. Um, it, it also like hit a cop in the process, which was <laughs> funny. We do like that. He was like shoving cops out of the way and stuff like that. And then later on doing photo ops with the same cops. And it's like, I don't know what's going on. I don't understand this. This is all a stage play. Um, well, uh, for him, obviously, cops are bad unless they're helping him. Yeah. Well, like co- cops are used to that relationship dynamic. You know, you shove someone around and then you hang out with them later because that's, you know, what they do to their wives. <laughs> or wait, I feel like I said it wrong. It's cops are good unless they're annoying him. Yeah. That's more of his. Can we quit yeah, Megan saying cops are good? That's a good, yeah, no, I already good little uh, soundboard. We're going to bring in the sound employers. Back. Yeah, the CSIS. Yeah, they love you. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually do work for CSIS. Department so of Defense. Jokes on you all. Uh, this is a really long game on my part. <laughs> we fucking knew it, guys. We smelled a rat. <laughs> um, so yeah, Randy was doing that. He was tweeting very provocative things. He was saying, you know, hey, um, you know how everyone's trolling the nine one one operators in Ottawa? What if you kept doing that? That's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> which is, I'm sorry, that that's real funny, illegal. but like you can't do that. No, that's like extreme. <laughs> that's extremely illegal. Um, Meg- Megan has advised we do that in the show before, and we had to cut it. So yeah, you know, it's illegal. Okay, yeah. It's a yeah. classic. Megan. We were concept. asking them if this was Papa John's, and- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if they had battle toads. Um, <laughs> Can you imagine like a worse job than being a nine one one operator? Oh, I don't think. Oh I can. no, terrible. That would suck yeah. a lot. Every single call you get is like just the worst possible Someone thing. screaming. The people who call 911, like, yeah. I, I don't know if I should say this, but I'm just going to say it. No, <laughs> they, they're just, they never ask what's going on in your life, you know? They're yeah. sort of like they're trauma dumping in a way. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. They're making 911 operators do emotional labor. Yeah, it's yeah, not it's kind fair. of fi- fucked Honestly, up that they're not paying for them, you know, to do all of this therapy on their behalf. High but, key, it makes uh, me sick. Just once, I just want you to ask how my day went. Just once, I want you to research. Do your research. Okay? Yeah, that's right. It's not my job to get the police to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then Randy, uh, you know, kept tweeting, kept doing a little trolling, all the classic stuff. And then he started organizing these committees that were hanging out at different weird hotels in Ottawa and started being like, hey, we should... Um, like make a new party and hey uh, I have lawyers that will help you out so that none of us get arrested for this all of these things mm-hmm. right and everyone was like dude you're literally doing illegal things <clears throat> and you're posting it on Twitter but nothing's fucking happening to him so mm-hmm. it wasn't until about two weeks ago that something finally did happen to him uh, regarding the Ottawa incident and that thing was uh he got hit with nine charges, uh, which wow. the public didn't know about until his daughter tweeted it out saying, yeah, he got hit with nine charges. Here's the charges, which is really funny. <laughs> so what Chelsea are the earlier. charges? She's a real genius. Mm. Um, and then he got out on bail or whatever it is. Like he didn't have to go into holding or anything like that. But yeah, I would have to see that. Yeah, would have been funny if he was in the slammer. Uh, but one of the stipulations was that he had to um, get rid of his Twitter 
No. Uh-oh. Which was a shame. Ah, sad. <laughs> Trudeau called the mods. Yeah, another poster <laughs> lost. Although, I will say, Randy wasn't nearly as artful at Twitter as the big man, Donald Trump. Yeah, no. no there's no Not nearly as clever. No. But it's like, yeah, you know what? It's not sad. If Randy had like posts like Chuck Grassley, the U.S. senator, where it's like, I'm at the Dairy Queen in Des Moines doing you know what, that'd be a different story. Like, I'd be sad. I'd bemoan his loss. But it's like, yeah, yeah. Randy mostly just p- posted pictures of his ugly family and his alcoholic son. Bye-bye, sweetie. Very nasty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and then just yeah, exactly. like complained and about Chinese people. Like, who cares? I think the biggest difference is that like Trump is like a sober Andy. Mm. Like he he doesn't really get loaded unless he's like popping pills with some hoes. <laughs> and then and then we got we got Hillier who's like literally holding a beer can in every single picture that's ever been taken of mm-hmm. him. <laughs> and that's the thing. So, it's like if you want the true poster spirit, like Donald Trump's a teetotaler. Mm-hmm. He doesn't drink at all. He has to keep mm-hmm. his mind sharp so he can interact with, you know, the goons online. He's and quick. put Bette Midler in her place. Yeah, the only <laughs> posting drugs you can take are pills. Like, you can't drink alcohol yeah. and you can't smoke weed. I'm sorry. You can only take, yeah, like, no. various barbiturates and, like, I don't know, Xanax. Yeah, you need just, like, Adderall. <laughs> like, keep you sharp, keep you reading, keep you posting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe some Ambien every once in a yeah, while. Yeah, you gotta take yeah, the and- shit that would turn Joe Biden into, like, a Harvard, like, law student, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's and and Diet Coke. yeah. Oh, and he'll keep drinking it, even though, yeah, you know, it tastes like garbage. So then uh, Randy got let out. Right. Can't have Twitter. That's, you know, that's a that's an overreach of government. If you ask me, if I've ever like, seen I understand. <laughs> um, and he uh, now is getting reprimanded through a whole lot of stuff um, in that five days ago. What he got was. Uh, I have a headline here from the National Post, which has been very kind to Randy Hillier, kind of, um, in multiple different editorials on him. Uh, The headline says, Ontario MPP Randy Hillier should be reprimanded again, Integrity Czar says. Now, I don't know what an Integrity integrity Czar czar is. (laughs) Maybe Megan knows. (laughs) I know. I don't know why it's called that. Yeah. Um, I I think that we should do our own October Revolution. And get rid of these integrity czars. But what he's he he has been accused. Uh, the the article goes on. He's been accused of using personal information obtained through nonpartisan casework to add constituents to no more lockdowns mm. and People's Party of Canada email lists, which is mm. a big no no. So mm-hmm. he essentially was like, you know, taking data from other things that he's been working on or like other correspondence and just been like, oh, yeah, now you're uh, a member of the People's Party of Canada. <laughs> you're going to be getting the emails. You're going to be getting. I would love that. Uh, well, on, on his Twitter, actually, he put up a, a, a sign just to like explain why he wasn't posting. Uh, and it said gone fishing. But the fishing was with a PH, folks. Mm. Hello? This thing oh, on? Hell yeah. yeah. Is that pretty good? Randy's last tweet um, was yeah, him was sharing uh, one of those like chain messages where it's like, tell uh, Jack Dorsey that I do not support someone <laughs> taking <laughs> over my Twitter. Do not accept requests from somebody Under the else. chart of rights and freedoms. Yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> oh, I love those posts. <laughs> I, I'm going to post one so, earnestly one day. <laughs> People if you who share up, this, they're what? not allowed to take any of your photos. Yeah, they can't take mm. your account. If you share this, this means that your grandchildrens have to read your screeds. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so so one constituent 
told um, Wake, who is the integrity czar, uh, that she started receiving no more lockdowns and uh, People's Party of Canada literature shortly after signing up for Hillier's constituency newsletter, which he's not allowed to mm. do. Like he's only oh, supposed yeah, to be talking about what best. he can do, right? Yeah. Um, out of the 89 emails between August 1st and September 30th, um, only nine contained no mention of the PPC. <laughs> wow. And these are constituency emails. Mm. These are like, this is what's happening in your area. He's, he's not fuck, even a member like, of the PPC. No, he's an independent. <laughs> he's an independent. Oh my god, he's so oh, funny. Man. How oh, I mean, yeah. I would not want to be his constituent, but that is funny. That it is pretty good. Rem- of the 80 remaining emails, a little over half introduced new PPC candidates. 38 promoted PPC events and one message sent on election day encouraged recipients to vote PPC and act as scrutineers on behalf of the party. Scrutineers? <laughs> He's not a member of the PPC. No. <laughs> Man, like how lame do you have to be to get put away for email crime? Yeah. Like that's so uh, fucking boring. Yeah. Y'all, yeah, Hillary, yeah. I guess like Hillary, Hillary tried Clinton. to warn you. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't yeah. the emails, Dean. It was the white males. And that's what's holding Randy down. So. <laughs> I also I also didn't realize this, but I guess in February, maybe you guys remember this. We've talked about him so much, but this is news to me. Uh, the Ontario legislator unanimously adopted a motion barring Hillier after he referred to the federal minister Omar Algabara on Twitter as a terrorist. Oh, nice. Classic. Randy. Wow. OK. Oh, Randy. Mm. What are we going to do with you? <laughs> you can Put him in jail, I guess. Well, yeah, so he's out on bail right now, but that doesn't mean anything, you know, because he's out on bail, you know, you might have an idea that like they don't see him as a threat. So like the likelihood that he's going to get locked up is lesser. But I want to see the running tally of how many court dates he has right now. Like one of them's got to stick. You know what I mean? Like, he's got so fucking many running. No, yeah, like, being out on bail doesn't mean you're not being charged with the crimes. Like, yeah, it means they like just don't think you're violent. Still, also, yeah. like, um, I, I just thought of this right now. Should we be going to those court dates? Like, should we be in the audience for those? Can we? I don't oh, know. Can, that like, sounds so boring. <laughs> it, it would be boring, but it would also be, hear me out, pretty funny. Uh, I like, want to. Can, can we like? Can we like work something out and see if our see we're like the, like we something? can get paid to do that? Like, like that that could be like while we're on the clock. Apply to a federal grant. <laughs> that would be yeah. Oh like, my god, we're doing hard hitting journalism here. Yeah, we're reporters. Yeah, let me see. Please yeah. text my signal any funny shit that Randy Hillier's son does. A lot of people have been hit with um, I don't know crimes. I guess I don't know. They've been hit with whatever the czar does uh, in removing people from uh, office for using their constituency emails to promote parties that uh, benefit benefit them in some way. You can't even do that if you're a member of a party, I guess, um, let alone when you're not a member of a party. So uh, we're going to see what happens. It, things aren't looking good for my boy. And I've yeah. been rooting him for him since he's my day yeah. one. <laughs> If you are found guilty of a crime, can you run for office? Does anyone know? Uh, Pierre Polyev did. 
Mm. He's been hit I guess frog. all those drunk driving Saskatchewan. <laughs> yeah, Scott Moe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's half yeah. of the Saskatchewan government yeah. would be would not be there otherwise. That's why that's why it's been so difficult to remove Randy Hillier. The only thing that stops you, I think, is if you're in jail, you can't be. <laughs> We got to change but. that. I want to see every member of the legislature like doing all of their their posts and their cool little like email blasts in like the prison yard. If Eugene Debs can run from president from prison, I feel like Randy Hillier can manage, you know, bumfuck Ontario for a while from the cell. Yeah, honestly, not a you lot goes if on he's there. in the If he's in the slammer, he'll have more time to respond to my Instagram messages. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, Wait, like, you know, he, this this could be like a good opportunity for Randy, like, you know, hit the gym, like get ripped, get diesel, you know, earn some respect, earn some street cred. Um, Club life tattoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Understand like, you know, he might get a better understanding of like the economy through like the cigarette trade uh, inside. Uh, I like I honestly can't see how this does anything but help his political career. Oh, yeah. No, this is this is going to be great. Um, maybe he'll join a party again. Yeah, maybe he'll. He, I think he know, could become be like, a. Yeah. yeah, he might just become like a an actual skinhead instead of. No, Rand, Randy's our Lula. He was unjustly imprisoned for supporting a people's movement. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is this is a a political. He's a political prisoner. And I he, even be... though I'd say he's like Mel- Nelson Mandela, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I think. You are completely allowed to run for Ontario government unless you are in prison. Cool. Yeah. And also, I found while I was doing this searching that you can only expel an MP from like the federal House of Commons if they receive a sentence of two years or more. Uh, if they receive time. a sentence under two years, then they're still allowed to be an MP. Okay. Yeah, because it's they not can, it's yeah. not a yeah. federal provincial crime. time versus federal. That's cool. That is kind of cool. But no, it's it's not about like where you've served jail time. It's just the difference in like MPPs versus MPs. Mm. But MPPs, like you can't run for MPP from jail, but it doesn't matter if you have a criminal record. Well, this is a free country. Honestly, if you can win your election <laughs> from jail, imagine like the, the mailers you send out. It's just you with like prison tats and an eight pack. I'd vote for that guy. Yeah, he's going to pull a Cape Fear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, he's coming for me, though. Randy, we're pulling for you. You know, it says the chance, the (laughs) there you go. Now, I love Randy and we mentioned Randy is, you know, something of a rebel, Uh, a a rebel without a party, a man without a party, certainly not without a cause, though. He's fighting for our freedom. But wouldn't it be great if he had somebody to support him in this fight for our freedom? And to that end, I say there are two parties who may still be willing to stand up for you. The average person. You, Dean. The, the average guy. <laughs> you, Megan. The girl who can't eat food. Uh, you, Chance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm eating blueberries right yeah, now. And actually. it's your last meal, so it will kill you. It has too few oxidants. The blueberries are so I anti. Have to, I have to check my IBS app to see if I can actually <laughs> eat blueberries. I yeah, I know you BS on the app. It's called Twitter.com. Got her. That's right, baby. <laughs> I cannot eat blueberries. <laughs> I told you. This is Megan's oh, last no. podcast and last few yeah. moments of her life. So I'm, I can eat yeah. 40 grams of blueberries. Anything above that is bad. Jesus so, Christ. That's like, under 40 that's like grams. two berries. <laughs> Live or die, you decide. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Megan's life. I mean, every woman's life is like a Saw movie where you're just constantly yeah. being abducted. <laughs> the, the key. Right. The key yeah. is in this bit of blueberries. <laughs> if, if you eat too many, your your oxidants will be too anti. If you eat too few, they'll be too pro. Live or die, you decide. <laughs> Okay, yeah, she's like fun. chained to a radiator. Like, yeah. if you want to get out of this, you're gonna have to watch all of Casino, the director's cut. <laughs> I'll watch Casino with you. Stop you never will. I've been locked up into a basement, chained to a radiator. Does this surprise you? <laughs> <laughs> the left have made me play very, very many sinister games that they think. Well, teach me a life lesson. No, okay, I can't do the Tucker Carlson. It'll derail everything. No, it is was this good. puppet yeah. gender queer? <laughs> yeah. This this is the kind of puppet that you'd see in a second grade classroom. What are they teaching in that second grade classroom? <laughs> Does this puppet have the gay voice? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just asking questions. How come? Now, my question is, my fellow Americans, why isn't there a saw trap where you have to suck somebody off? With that, <laughs> is that not considered a life or death situation? People on Twitter, <laughs> the freedom fighters out there, I turn to them. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I'm really going to go off on a thing. It's So for the bingo card, you can add Tucker Carlson voice in addition to Joe Biden yes. voice. And at one point, they will cross over. And honestly, I'll probably have a stroke. So for my enemies, that day is coming. All right. Let's talk about who could help Randy in his battle for our freedom. In my opinion, there's really one party in particular, but you know what? He could join a Dark Horse one as well. Let's uh, let's take cast our minds back. And for Dean and Chance, uh, they heard some of this last week before Chance's computer exploded because he was on the dark yeah. web for too long. But yeah. for Megan, this will be brand Sorry. new information. And uh, Megan, yeah. you're going to be delighted. There's a lot of really mean stuff in here. So, oh. yeah, it's bad. Okay. But let's cast our minds back to a simpler time. You guys remember 2014? One of the most forgettable years in human history. Uh, no. Like, Lord's album, I think, came out. There was, like, an Arctic Monkeys thing going on. Okay, that on. is not... I was I having a grand That is not a I think I was high. Yeah, okay. I think I was high the whole year. Yeah? Dean, <laughs> what were you doing? You I'm were pretty in, sure. Dean, you weren't in university yet, were you? Or were you, like... Uh, no, yeah, I was learning about Paul Paul Bernardo in <laughs> yeah, that's my true. English classes. We have mentioned that, actually, oddly enough. So 2014 was the first provincial election I got to vote in because I was uh, freshly 20 years old. And it was a real humdinger between the Ontario Liberals led by everybody's favorite, Kathleen Wynne. Hell yeah. Shout out, I'm raising the roof. Kathleen the Wynne, the Elizabeth Warren of Ontario. Uh, and then the conservative party. I don't know who that's meaner to. Yeah, no, it's not flattering to either. The Ontario party <laughs> ran uh, one of the biggest losers of all time, a guy named Tim Hudak, who blew what was definitely an extremely winnable election. Doesn't that sound familiar? Hudak would lose. They would then have a leadership contest to be the provincial progressive conservative leader, which was won by Patrick Brown. Megan, you might know that name. He's kind of in your neck of the woods. If not, mm, don't worry about it. I feel it. like I recognize the Hudak name more. Interesting. So Patrick Brown serves as PC leader from 2015 until January 25th, 2018. Why so specific? Well, because on January 24th, 2018, he was accused of sexual misconduct by two women. Mm. Classic Canadian Conservative Party uh, scandal. Now, originally, he was just going to ride it out 
But from the notes that I saw, the big thing that pushed him over the edge was NHL or retired NHL player Eric Lindros also kind of like discussing these claims. And it was just like the pressure he got from a hockey player is what it required to get this guy to quit being provincial <laughs> leader, which says a lot. And that is some Canadian politics. Yeah. So he resigns as conservative leader. And here's just a couple fun things about the scandal. A Globe and Mail article revealed that Brown's staff had expressed similar concern with his past relationships after he became leader. One of these was with Tamara McGregor, a former staffer within his office, and the daughter of Karma McGregor, then a former party candidate in Ottawa. In one incident, there was an allegation that Brown exposed himself to a teenager and asked her to engage in oral sex after plying her with alcohol. Sounds bad, right, She's Megan? Bad. Uh, what if I told you yeah. that she wasn't 18, but rather 19 at the time, and therefore, since she was legal drinking age, it was okay? Because that was the ruling. Sad. Yep. That's what came of that. Oh, Christ. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh-oh. In another incident, Brown was alleged to have kissed, without consent, a female aide in his employ while in his bedroom. Which, uh, oof. Not good. So, Patrick Brown, piece of shit. I think we can all agree. So, Patrick Brown gets replaced <laughs> by Vic Fideli. They hold another leadership convention in March of 2018. June of 2018 was scheduled to be the provincial election. So the liberals are going to run Kathleen Wynne again, who at this point had like record low approval ratings. She was absolutely in the tank. So the conservatives just needed to run basically a warm body and they would have a good chance of winning this. So here's the, here's a quick little timeline. Patrick Brown ejected from the PC caucus. And then on February 18th launches a challenge to be leader of the party again. So like the sex scandal blew over over the course of three weeks. Cause that girl lied about being 18 when she was actually 19. That's seriously all it took for these scandals to disappear. Great. Wonderful, wonderful country we have. Uh, mm-hmm. On February 20th though, Randy Hillier basically said that Patrick Brown illegally used money to purchase a house and that is what led Patrick Brown to lead the leadership race because he was found guilty of violating that. Oh, So having sex okay. with a 19 year old uh, who is not your wife and like still doing it with dubious consent is fine. But if you buy a house with uh, party money, that's bad. Well, yeah, like if, if there's one thing that you cannot fuck with in this country, it's property. Law. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's just worth noting the conservative party did not return his $100,000 like leadership, uh, basically deposit. So they just kept his money and kicked him out, which is pretty funny that, yeah, that's actually pretty cool. So I don't feel too bad for, they should do that with everybody. Absolutely. There should be no political parties at all. That would actually be sick. So Patrick Brown landed on his feet. He's now currently the mayor of Brampton. And uh, he's what the fuck? Yeah. This is after the sex scandal and the fraud. He serves on the same, like, city mayor caucus thing as mayor brian patterson from kingston so there's a lot of them they have a little mayor squad yeah it's it's horrible it's it really is like the suicide squad for people that did conversion therapy so (laughs) uh while this leadership convention is going on so around the time of like patrick brown's scandal uh jim carahalios who we've talked about in the past He's uh he's trying to like get his name in good with the conservative party. So he started two activist groups called Axe the Carbon Tax and Take Back Our PC Party, which essentially challenges the party's acceptance of nominations that resulted in allegations of electoral fraud. He creates these groups and uh, the conservative party, not too thrilled with him. They end up suing Carahelios, who would win the lawsuit against the conservatives And in 2018, as this is all going on, his wife, Belinda, runs as a PC candidate and is elected as MPP for Cambridge. 
So her husband was actively being sued by the party, but she's decided to run anyways and then won and just served as a conservative MPP. Just such a bizarre little uh, wrinkle in this. Yeah. So 2018, March, Doug Ford wins the leadership convention for the conservative party, beating Christine Elliott Ooh. by 151 votes. Like Ar- Arguably the warmest body yeah. of all time. <laughs> Certainly the biggest one available. <laughs> he does look sweaty. He's constantly sweaty. Uh, so he wins by like 0.2%. And the rest, as they say, is history, as Ford would go on to defeat Kathleen Wynne in that 2018 election and become premier. About two, about a month before the election, uh, so May of 2018, disillusioned member of the Ontario Alliance Party would split off and form their own group, the Ontario Party. Jay Tissick indicated to the media that he was driven to organize a new party after being prevented from running for PC nomination in Ottawa. So they're just like, ah, we don't really like how the party's going. We don't like Doug Ford. We're going to go do our own thing. So they start the creatively named Ontario Party, which at the time had like three total members. Yeah, like, and like, it's an important, you know, strategy for, you know, a burgeoning party to literally target the dumbest people around who think that they're just checking off where they live when they vote for you. (laughs) Yeah. So one final note on uh, Jim Carahalios for now. Uh, So this is after the lawsuit. This is after Doug Ford is elected PC party leader and then premier. There is an election for the presidency of the PC party, which is like a different thing. It's more of like financial and organizational role. And it comes down to two people, Jim Carahalios and Brian Patterson, mm-hmm. not our mayor, different Brian Patterson, I will say. So Patterson. What is with these fucks with like white people need to figure that out? Right? Yeah. Like you guys got to figure out how to name. Why people. would you name anyone Brian? So the, not good. Yeah. That's the dog. What if family. you love? Easy. Yeah. Wh- but I was just going to say, what if you love Brian? And you know, family? it is interesting because both Brian Patterson, the mayor, and Brian Patterson, the PC party member, have repeatedly asked whose leg they have to hump to get a dry martini. So Brian Patterson <laughs> and Jim Carahalios, the election of the century. Patterson, with the backing of Doug Ford, wins the election in November 2018. Carahalios claims that it was rigged. Let's remember that Jim, who had sued the party or had been sued by the party earlier that year and whose wife is an MP, is just openly saying, yeah, the conservative party is rigged. I hate them. Uh, they should not be <laughs> like existing. Let's talk about some other party expulsions. Randy Hillier in December 2019 is expelled for his comments about autistic people. Bye-bye. Oh, right. June 21st, yes. 2020, Belinda Carahelios is expelled for voting against the Reopening Ontario Act, saying, you know, COVID's not real, we shouldn't use masks, pretty standard stuff. October 12th, 2020, Jim and Belinda Carahelios, now unmoored from the Conservative Party, announced that they are going to start their own political party, and they end up calling it the New Blue Party, officially registering it with Elections Ontario in January of 2021. Let's talk about the New Blue Party. This is our... Uh, First of two Randy adjacent options. So the new Blue Party of Ontario was formed to offer solutions necessary to ensure our province's future is one of hope, opportunity, and prosperity. Essentially, they're going to fight all the COVID mandates, which, good job, like, they don't fucking exist anymore anyways. We're just letting everybody get sick and die. Yeah. And like, I yeah. love how politicians have to be smart. That's like a great, you know, thing in place we have that 
it's not simply the dumbest five people in the yeah. province that end up being in charge. Yeah. That's and cool. like just the, like it, it's a winning long term political strategy to define your politics around something that yeah is not going to exist in six months. Yeah, and yeah. it's worth <laughs> noting as well. Like these guys hate Justin Trudeau as all conservatives do, but they're also extremely anti Doug Ford, which I think is delightful. They just like yeah. they despise Doug Ford. Some other new blue policies. Most of these, I will say, are just like boring fiscal conservative shit, like uh, renewing political accountability by scrapping taxpayer subsidies of political parties or cutting the HST by 3%. But there's uh, two that I think are interesting. The first one is to defund establishment media and promote a free free press. So basically like defund CBC, but on a provincial level, uh, which is always fun. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And then, most interestingly, Woo. and the one that ties into their fancy schmancy website, reform education by reducing administrative costs, introducing alternative schooling tax credits, <laughs> and stopping woke activism with the removal of critical race theory and gender identity theory oh, from our schools. Oh my god. Which we don't explicitly have, first of all. And like, <laughs> oh, you just know that like alternative theory tax credits or whatever yeah, the hell they're schools. talking about. Is like charter schools. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck oh, off. That's so Megan, annoying. if you think that's bad, they've launched a website called stopwoke.ca, which is solely dedicated <laughs> oh to fighting Bill 67. Doesn't that sound evil? Bill 67, right? That sounds ominous, right, Megan? Yeah. Bill 67? Mm. Would you say that sounds like a little... Ooh. It's like... It's like execute order 66. Exactly. What's worse than 67, 66? The year that Canada was founded. You and know, that's evil. It's like they, a big number. It's one of the evilest countries in the world. They're trying to fight Bill 67 because they say it will mandate critical race theory in schools. Megan, would you like me to tell you the name of Bill 67? Yes. <clears throat> They're hoping to stop the Racial Equity in the Education System Act. What? <laughs> Megan's Uh-oh. face on this camera. Yes. Feed. Like, yes. Hell. So quickly. Yeah, that's... They, they're they against racial equity. Mm-hmm. How can you, like, put that as a party platform and, like... Let me tell you. At all. With, like, and think that you're a normal good person. Uh, it's like say, fighting ex- for, for good things. Explicitly putting that in their platform. Yeah. They are targeting yeah, that Yeah, their platform is like, uh, we love racism. Uh, like, okay. Megan, <laughs> let, me, let me tell you why they voted against it. This is from their website. Bill 67 is based on the belief that our schools are filled with, quote, systemic racism and discrimination requiring mandatory programs and training and the ability of bureaucrats to exercise police-like powers. Isn't everything in school mandatory? Uh, yes. That's what school is. <laughs> yeah. You have to yeah, go to school. Not anymore. School's mandatory. Uh, no, no more science. No more English. Um, if you want to go to university, you're allowed to take English. And if not, you don't have to learn how to read. Uh, it's anymore. also worth Actually, noting that... Every single PC MPP voted in favor of the bill, including Derek Sloan's MPP, including Derek Sloan and MPP Rick Nichols, except for Belinda Carahalio. She's the only person that voted against this bill. Uh, Belinda blinked. So this is like right of Derek Sloan. So that's the new blue party. (laughs) They're almost completely irrelevant because all their other culture war COVID stuff is now just no longer an issue. And the only other thing they have is CRT. They hate Critical race theory, which yeah. this is like, I, no I, I wish they would have just <laughs> taken a page from my book because like I recently I formed a political party about getting this the Snyder Cut released mm-hmm. and it worked. Uh, and now like I we don't have anything else yeah. to fucking talk about. <laughs> I'm trying to get like the cut of like David Ayer's Suicide Squad, but like that's not going to happen. And if you think that's bad. OK, though. 
it sounds like you're not the biggest fan of the new blue party. Is that fair for me to say? I think that is. I think they've made me, you know, my little Yeti mic right now is blue and I'm already like, ew, you know? Yeah. Just the color get, is bad it now. It gets worse. Oh, Megan, it oh gets I mean worse. blueberries too. Guys, this is a sign from the universe. So new blue party, mostly fiscally conservative with like a little bit of a cult, like some some clear culture war tinge, but it's not like, you know, it's like 50-50, mm-hmm. I would say. You know, they have two it's issues. It's like pretty explicit though. Uh Okay. Not in comparison to the Ontario party, who I'm going to give you a little bit oh, more God. detail yeah, on Yeah, at now. least like, you know, the new blue party is like explicitly talking about laws. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's some like uh, cornerstone, there's some footing in reality mm-hmm. or like how government works, which I believe the Ontario party does not really no, have not a chance. <laughs> so it's like new blue features, you know, Jim Carahelios and Belinda, two people we've talked about vaguely, but like not like all time enemies of the show. The Ontario party. Now that is a who's who. This is an all star team of ghouls. Let me tell you a little bit about them before... Uh, the year 2021, because last year and this year is when it's really kicked off. So uh, prior to who's currently in charge of the party, more on that in a second, they had selected Joel Shepard as the leader and Raphael Roche as the president. Shepard was replaced in December of 2021 by former member of parliament, Derek Sloan. Later that month, Chatham Kent Leamington MPP Rick Nichols joined the party to become its first sitting member in the legislative assembly. So he crossed the aisle from conservative to Ontario. Now, Derek, we don't need to go over too much because we've talked about him a million times and everybody knows he's a piece of shit, but I like to read the stuff from his Meet Derek page on the website. So these are Derek's words. I was kicked out of the Federal Conservative Party because I spoke the truth and wasn't willing to play the political game. I am now here as the leader of the Ontario Party to keep speaking the truth. I am here to keep fighting. He he was kicked out of the Conservative Party for seeing the good in everyone. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Derek, a kind soul. As an independent MP, I was able to accomplish far more standing up for Canadian freedom and against unjust lockdowns, medical censorship, vaccine mandates, climate alarmist policies, and threats to Canadian sovereignty than I ever could have as a member of the CPC caucus. Was he, though? Yeah, Dead like, fucking as last. an independent, like, I would like him to explain <laughs> one thing that he could possibly accomplish. Yeah, remember, he went out to Alberta during the federal election and finished, like, fifth out of six candidates in the riding. In Alberta? Yeah. I think his, like, by being accomplished, he means, like, I annoyed many people with my presence. And that's probably more true with him as an independent, for sure. So this is his last line I've highlighted. He was freed from party restrictions so he could vote against radical bills that would destroy Canada's energy industry and parents for taking a wait-and-see approach to gender dysphoria in their children. So... Uh, I would really love to see the bills that he voted for. Like, what's what's he pro uh, that would have come up in in Bill Fort like I don't Bill fourteen eighty eight. No, like just the two things he highlighted is voting for the oil sands and voting against trans people. That's what he highlighted. Yep. So great start, Derek. Thank you. Uh, would it surprise you to note that the party's policies are somehow even worse than Derek Sloan's stated beliefs? Um, uh, I, would I mean, be I believe you. Let's talk about COVID-19. So these, this is like, I just summarized all the big sections for the party policies. The COVID ones, end all restrictions, done. <laughs> Already <Yeah>. done. <laughs> Check. Check mark. Good job, guys. Uh, Pass legislation that outlaws the provincial government's ability to impose lockdowns. So just saying this could never happen again. 
require businesses mm. and organizations that fired or suspended employees without pay for non-compliance to return those workers to their original positions of employment. And that any post-secondary students that were deregistered for non-compliance are put back in university and given makeup credits at the grade point average they had before they were kicked out. Nerd. And that, that's, that's so specific. Rights. Also, like, Damn. I'm sorry, the government can't, like, universities are private organizations. You literally have no say <laughs> over that. Like, you can't mandate yeah, that. Yeah, my son, Jim, I would like you to please raise his average to an yeah. A. This is a law now. Thank you. Yeah, it's completely ridiculous. Unless he's saying we should nationalize all universities. Which case? Yeah, that's well, that's what I'm saying. Like, a, a lot of people on the left aren't taking seriously the idea of, you know, culturally conservative but, uh, you know, fiscally left-wing, like Derek Sloan. Uh, <laughs> like, this is our way forward. If we're going to, like, find communism in this country, we have to uh, forsake we have to... all of our values. <laughs> Which are under attack. Oh, we have yeah. to go through Derek Sloan to get communism. I don't I see another we way. Start, like, we should start tweeting at him, being like, thank you, King, for bringing about communism and see what his response <laughs> It'll be like is. Yeah, just Photoshop him that. onto like Mao or It'll something. It'll be like the Dale Earnhardt guy. He's going to get really upset and call me an F-slur. So. Communism and happiness. Yeah. The two things Based. that he has brought about. Uh, another thing Derek wants to ensure is that any Ontario residents who suffered permanent injuries because of the vaccine get proper compensation. <laughs> <laughs> All oh the white women who God. pretended to have seizures. Uh, Your Honor, my my defendant has a bad boo boo. I am asking for three hundred and sixty five trillion dollars to make things right. Wouldn't, so then get the their logic be that they're all fucking dead anyways? <laughs> yeah. Like, how are you going to compensate those guys? It's, it's all the people that posted videos online of themselves shaking, saying they got the vaccine. That's <laughs> Your Honor, uh, my 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 defendant, my my client has you know. 300 discrete shards of glass that have exploded inside their <laughs> anal cavity. This was caused explicitly by your Wuhan flu vaccine. The vaccine moti motivated yeah, it, it my made them do yeah, it. The vaccine motivated my client to cut their penis off and put it online. <laughs> Ew. Okay, move on. What's the next? Uh, pass legislation that gives citizens of Ontario strongest protections for freedom of conscience, religion, expression, assembly, while simultaneously inflicting the greatest penalties upon those who would obstruct these freedoms. So essentially just saying, like, if another pandemic happens, you can't tell people not to go to church, you can't shut down the churches. So pretty, you know, okay. standard stuff from Derek. Then we move on to conscience rights. Uh, essentially, it's there's two big ones on here. I just want to find these. Strengthen the definition of creed as applied at the level of the province to allow for equal protection of sincerely held identity-informing convictions not rooted in religious belief. So the way that we read this... So you're talking about like protecting conservatives as a group? Well, yes, and there's a more explicit version of that coming yeah, out. Yeah, we're getting to that. But I think this is just being like, you can't fire me for being transphobic, racist, sexist. It's like, these are important identity-informing beliefs that I have that aren't necessarily religious, but I hold dearly. I love how his views are like, you have no protections for being mm -hmm. like trans or gay, but I have protections for yeah. being mad at you about like, it. Like, I, okay. <laughs> but like, I, I love like how like explicitly like vague and like, I honestly sort of wish that they would pass this law just to like, because I, I could say like, 
oh, like it's against my specific non-religious belief. Like, you know, as a secular individual, I don't think I should be asked to take out the trash. So I'm just not doing that. (laughs) You know, like you could really push that pretty far. And just say, I really strongly believe in like basic income or something. Mm -hmm. So I at least have to get it. I don't care. It's my personal belief that I should be paid $50 an hour. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It is my personal belief, despite my wife's protestations, that I should be allowed to have treats before dinner because it will not spoil my appetite. (laughs) (laughs) So, Megan, you mentioned the conservative thing. Well, here's a great statement. This is the one that really got me into these guys. You know, this is this is like, you know, their perfect first album. This is what got me into them. This is what made me a fan. So guarantee that all Ontarians but particularly those of conservative worldview. And this is legitimately what they wrote as they it's are on the currently subjected to the greatest censorship and discrimination can exercise their freedom of expression to the fullest extent as allowed by the law. Yes. That is word for Let's word. Go. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh, okay. it, it's like, it's too perfect I, for words. It's so hot cool. take the people writing these documents are not very smart. Huh? I, I'm just going to say, well, this is would funny. you say schooling would help make people smarter? Because that's what we are going to cover next. <laughs> so there's two sections for this, K to 12 and then post-secondary. So I hope you're ready because it's going to get even worse. Mm, K to 12 education. Okay. Through educational vouchers, fund K to 12 students directly allowing families to choose the education providers that best meet their children's needs. <sighs> oh, but okay. there's more. Allow entrepreneurs. Like, we're, we're, we're laughing. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. We're laughing, but that that is explicitly going to be on like the liberal ticket oh, yeah. in like 20 years. So what do they want? They want to allow entrepreneurs, parent associations, and community groups to establish charter schools in Ontario. Entrepreneurs. Uh, yo. Finally, okay. yo, we're going. Finally, oh, some love wait, for entrepreneurs. Don't you guys remember Chris Sky was going to teach a bunch of kids in his garage? Mm-hmm. This is Gapons. it. Yeah. This is Hot what you're going to get a voucher. Damn, I'm going we're going to go to Sky High. School. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I'm at Elon Musk Secondary School. This, this shit's awesome. Uh, so, yeah, charter schools. Make it illegal for public school teachers to promote partisan political positions or engage in personal political activism in the classroom. Yay. So, unless it's conservative, that's fine. Hmm. Uh, because, because they're, they're well, censored. yeah, because they're facing censorship. So it's in fact, if you don't espouse conservative beliefs, you're actually like playing. Yeah, you're into, basically a bigot, and you're yeah. going go to go. I actually really do. You know, so interesting that conservatives feel censored when the Post owns every single local news outlet <laughs> yeah. in this fucking province. Well, like, okay, so. Megan, one of the things they also want to do is uh, remove curricula not specifically tailored to core academic competencies, especially material meant to instill subjective beliefs and values related to sexuality. No subjective beliefs. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. I would love to hear their rationale for how literally everything that's taught can be objective. That's cool. That's like, yeah, yeah. that's a subjective belief in and of itself. Uh, This is so stupid. No you. Mm, I don't know if that's true. Oh my God. She's done. Science is real. This is maybe the most, not the most galling, but this is the one that would infuriate me the most. Require public school teachers to provide parents with detailed accounts of day-to-day material prior to its delivery and empower parents with the right to opt their children out of specific lessons. So can, you, can you imagine a single work with that? Be? Yeah. Like, can you oh. imagine a single parent? Like, I, I know they exist, but just like a normal human being that you could interact with and have a conversation with on the street 
who gives a fuck about what their kids are learning in school. Like, no one gives a shit. Do I want to hear that every single day? No, I don't care. I just want this fucking gross gremlin away from me for eight hours. Yeah, no, that's the whole point. 90% of my parents complaining about curriculum was that they taught us, like, multiplication wrong. (laughs) And that was, like, it. They're like, oh, this is not how we used to learn math, so I don't like it. And that's it. And I feel like that's a normal reaction. Like, what are you going to, like, oh, today we're learning about, like, atmospheric gases. And they're like, fuck this, you know? You don't get to go to school today. I don't believe in that. I fucking hate nitrogen, dude. Uh, Yeah. Here's another great one. Make it illegal for any teacher school admin or school board official to teach disseminate or promote materials that explicitly or or implicitly state and here we go men bracket male and women bracket female do not exist as separate biological realities Uh, an individual by virtue of their race or sex is inherently privileged racist sexist or oppressive whether consciously or subconsciously they're already going back on their teach only objective truth because like none of those things like okay an individual the thing about the two genders being fully separate is not even true so yeah i really love their commitment to science yeah they're gonna believe science an individual should be discriminated against or receive adverse treatment because of their race or sex so you can't teach that white people are bad or that men are bad an individual by virtue of their race or sex bears responsibility for actions committed in the past by other members of their race or sex. So what about ones committed in the present? Uh, <sighs> well, th- you know, don't worry about that. Look, oh, okay. they'll they'll handle we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. All right. And then 100 <laughs> years later, we'll get guilty and name it in a completely trivial manner after somebody that we killed. That's the Canadian way. <laughs> Nothing will come of it, but we'll we'll say we feel bad about it. We'll take a knee. I am getting really riled up, but I feel like we also have to remind ourselves that at least the PPC keeps getting no seats, uh, there is, and hopefully we'll there do is so no forever. PPC and I really provincial think, party though, like that's a no, I know. And so I'm saying like this is the PPC provincial mm-hmm. party, well, like, and I'm just, just gonna the fact- like, go and say. No seats for them forever. So, just, like, hopefully we do not have to worry about this. Just but. the fact that they've even, like, they've, like, the PPC, which already had, you know, a, a constituency, like, at the federal level that wasn't enough to get any seats, but, like, is still large and very active mm-hmm. and not something that's going away anytime soon. No. But in Ontario, mm-hmm. where they have the heart, like, the largest stronghold, you could say, uh, these fucking morons are so stupid that they split themselves into two even smaller parties. (laughs) So they also, there's two more things from K to 12. They want to establish a government office to investigate violations of these criteria. So, you know, investigate if a teacher said, uh, you know, white people have done racist stuff before, but my favorite one of this. And the one that I think is maybe the least monstrous and the most funny is that you cannot teach that a particular Canadian province or Canada itself is fundamentally or irredeemably racist or sexist. (laughs) I just like, I've been saying that that about New Brunswick for years. They're going to get theirs. Irredeemably. What teachers yeah. right now are like Ontario's <laughs> okay. irredeemably fucked? Prince fair, Edward Island should sink into the goddamn sea I for what they've done. did say Nova Scotia deserved the shooting. Like, that's on me. <laughs> oh, that is true. No. Like, I, I thought about what they did to the poor Acadians, and I got riled up. Did I say something I regret? Yeah. But you know what? To the Acadians. Yeah, I, okay. <laughs> that's right. I didn't think it was going to come to this. You know, I didn't think this is what was going to be. So that's my bad. Let's talk about post-secondary. So university, college conservatives. I, I, 
basically okay, everything about their post-secondary is just like free speech on campus, uh, incentivize universities to achieve ideological diversity. So basically just saying we want more conservatives in power. And uh, what was the other thing? Come to Queens University. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, dude. Oh, and you just went to the wrong we school. We have like baby. a school that's like, we love mining. And the other big thing from post-secondary is that you can't have universities ask for security fees or deposits uh, if they bring a conservative speaker to campus. <laughs> so it's like, I don't really understand how they're going to enforce that or why that's a big deal. But it's like, oh, if Jordan Peterson shows up, the organizers shouldn't have to put a down payment in case something gets damaged. Yeah, these just seem like the the sort of like the pet issues of like the 20 most annoying people in <laughs> the like yeah. Ontario parliament. And then two, well, oh, it, go ahead. Then I have two. So much things. of it shows just how much like Twitter controls these people's yeah. brains. Mm-hmm. Most people do not give a shit. Do, do you imagine going up to like a working class guy at like a canning factory and being like, Hey, we want to make sure campus conservatives don't have to put a security down payment down so they can have Dave Rubin come onto campus. Could you imagine yeah. like <laughs> some working class guy caring about that? Like, no, uh, I just want to read two lines from the party charter because I think they are uh, a lot of fun. First off, acknowledging the supremacy of God as the ruler of the land. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that's sort okay. of like the opposite of how our parliament is supposed to work. What okay? And then the last one: we believe that all human beings have an inalienable right to life, liberty, and private property. There it is. Yeah. Oh. So. Okay. I just wanted to highlight the private property part. There's a lot on their website, and all of it is not terrible. freedom. No, no, no. Well, liberty is part of freedom, and then private property. Uh, yeah. So is the only way that you can actualize your freedom. Both the Ontario party yeah. <laughs> and the new blue have one current sitting member, both of whom crossed the aisle to join these respective parties. So they haven't elected anybody. Uh, I don't expect them. I think the Ontario party might be able to sneak one person through, but I'm going to go ahead and say the new blue party will get like 30 total votes and it'll be the Carahalios <laughs> yeah. family. But I don't, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Ontario party who are running, of course, like PPC caliber freaks. We might be able to look at some of them a little closer to election time. Yeah. When is the election? I believe it's June 1st or 2nd. Like it's coming up. Yeah. I think it's, it's coming up in a couple months. Yeah. So we will gear up and cover the Ontario election, which will be doom and gloom. Certainly. That said though, we're not going to be covering any of the major parties in any detail. (laughs) That shit's boring. That doesn't matter. Uh, You, you come here to see the freaks and like, you know, rattle on their cages a little bit. And that's what we did today. Show me the freaks. Show me the freaks. <laughs> okay. Anyone have anything else to add? Uh, yeah. I love you. Actually, if, could I just get serious for a second? Okay. <laughs> wow, thank you, Dean. Dean's making his own soundboard. Yeah, Dean just shit in his drawers. No doubt. That's right. Dude. All right. Thank you for listening. Out. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Megan, don't Bye-bye. say that word. Bye. Don't say it. Megan, don't say that word. <laughs>